0: Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to The Callum McSwiggin Show. Today I am joined by the absolutely gorgeous, the stunning, it's Jack Guinness. Good, I'm glad they can't see me, so just pretend
1: (laughs) that I'm gorgeous. You
0: are gorgeous. Well, I I
1: I had a night out last night, I'm not feeling... I'm not looking 100. percent I feel great. I wouldn't have known to look at
0: you. You look, you look fresh and ready. That's my
1: Irish genes.
0: <laughs> now I, I want to talk about it because your surname is, is Guinness. Yes, like, it is. So what's the? There must be a lot of Irish hiding in there. Yeah, there is. Uh, there's, there's often a lot of Irish hiding in there.
1: Uh, Arthur Guinness. So you know, on the beer cans, there's a little scrawly signature. He's my great, 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 great granddad.
0: You're, so I yeah. just thought it was like a, no. a fun name, no. but you are actually directly descendant. Yeah, from that's I am. incredible. Do they give it you for free? No, do you like in, walk I- in the bar in and- Ireland, they do.
1: Okay. In Ireland, it's really fun, but in, in England, if you go into Wetherspoons and go, Hi, I'm Jack Guinness, <laughs> they go, Get the fuck out. We don't give a shit. That's £2.75, please.
0: I went to uh, M- McSwiggins in New York, and okay. I feel like McSwiggan is quite a rare name. It and is. When I walked in, they ID'd me, and when I showed them my ID, they saw my surname, and they said, Well, you can drink for free. That's great. Yeah, so McSwiggins in New York. McSwiggins is quite hard to say if you have had a few Guinnesses it, it gets harder, McSwiggan. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really hard to introduce myself to boys on a night out for that very reason. <laughs> You don't introduce you using your last name, do you? No, that's weird. <laughs> Hello,
1: Callum McSwiggan, please Mr your McSwiggan, pleased, pleased to meet you. Look, I can already help you relationship-wise. <laughs> Drop
0: the last name when you introduce yourselves. That's the creepiest thing th- in the world. I thought it was quirky. It's too formal. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. Um, Jack, let's let's talk about you and everything you do. So I feel like you're building yourself a little queer empire. Oh, I love that, um, which I absolutely love. So, a quempire? Let's, okay, a, a, mm, I'm not sure that. that, doesn't that. Sound correct, <laughs> <is it? laughs> let's talk about the queer Bible. Yes. Um, so you started this a few years ago. I think in 2017. Yeah, good. You know, right. you know better than I do.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it started because I was watching the Oscars, and it was the year when Sam Smith won an Oscar for Best Song, and they yeah. said. That they were the first gay person to win an Oscar. Yes. And that turned out not to be true. And they got destroyed on Twitter and people being so mean to Sam. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, where would one go to find that? Where would one go? Where do you go to find out that kind of history? Like, mm. there, there isn't really a resource. So I looked online and all the websites were like, really, they look like they were made in the 90s on like, you know, Microsoft Word clip art. And they, they were just really academic, really boring. They weren't engaging. And I was like, well, the LGBTQ plus community are the most creative fabulous brilliant people ever so they need a space that looks and feels like that, that has yeah. the same energy. So I created the Queer Bible. So really simply, it's little essays where I ask my heroes to write about their heroes. And then I get a, an amazing young LGBTQ plus artist, illustrator to do an original illustration with it. So it looks beautiful. It has a really lovely feel. And it's, it's not about me at all. It's yeah. not about, you know I, I've been a model for, for 10, 15 years now, and everything's about like me and selling stuff. And this is a space for other people. Yeah. It's a space for other people to tell their stories in their own voices. You know, I, I'm a privileged cis white man, a gay man, and I think those kinds of people have controlled the narrative a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and kind of said what's important and what isn't important. So this is an opportunity for me to create a framework to en- empower and enable other people to tell their stories. And then I step back. So, it's you know, I, I can do better in terms of diversity, but I'm really proud of the breadth of voices that we have have on the site and um they're just some of the essays are hilarious and will just make you wet yourself some of them make you cry your eyes out some of them are shocking the essay on robert mapplethorpe the amazing photographer i tracked down one of his ex-boyfriends and he wrote about the day when he got really wasted he's about 17 he's beautiful (laughs) he went to the chelsea hotel Mm. he met a young woman called patty smith and her boyfriend, Robert Mapplethorpe, and promptly steals Robert off Patty Smith. So if you don't know who Robert Mapplethorpe is, you're like, whoa, this is a fucking brilliant story. And if yeah. you do know who he is, you get this untold history, basically, that... That no one knows about So that's the kind of Gist of the Queer Bible
0: I love that And I, I think one thing You you said there I really loved Was that you You know you want to be Better in terms of diversity Absolutely. Because you know Looking at the Queer Bible I think you're already Doing a tremendous job Of Thanks. you know Having such a wide range Of different voices But the fact that you also Would you know recognize that you can do better because i think anyone can do better it doesn't matter 100 how much you're doing i think there's always more people you can reach and more different voices. the day so when you, you stop and you're to. like
1: oh i've done it now you, you've messed up and it's especially i want people when they come in to to when they go on the site to see people that are like them yeah that look like them that have had the same experience as them because i don't know what it's like to be a young trans kid in brooklyn yeah um and, but we've got that on the website. Yeah. And it's a space where I want people to feel safe, I want them to feel seen, and I want them to feel included.
0: Yeah. And educating people about their history as well. Like, you touched upon that a, a moment ago there. I think that's so important, again, because it's not something we ever really hear. about. we certainly don't hear well, about it in think, school, etc. I think a
1: lot of it, 100% in school, is, is criminal. But I think... <sighs> often coming out coming to terms with who you are can be so traumatic that once you've done it there's this energy of like not wanting to look back you just want to look forward you Mm. want to create a new life for yourself you want to create a new identity and I don't know I I, I think that when I came out I found it really traumatic I felt different to the very people you're supposed to feel closest to your like friends and your family Uh, and that can often send you on quite like a, a kind of a negative self-destructive path yeah and the great thing that history does is it connects you up to the people that have come before you so I want kids to go on the website and I want them to be like oh not only should I not kill myself and feel completely alone but I can walk down the street really proud knowing that I'm descended from the most fabulous beautiful intelligent people that have ever walked the face of the planet yeah so the Queer Bible was like my little gift to the queer community being like this is your history these are your people like you are one of this is your new family basically so i want it to be empowering and it's, it's not all heavy like some of the stories are just like really really funny yeah um but that's the main gist
0: of it it's about connecting us up to the past so we can be better and happier in the present I, th- I think it's a really special moment in every queer person's life where they kind of make that leap from from that feeling of like I don't belong yeah. and, I, and I feel weird and I feel strange to suddenly realising no actually this is a, a gift and I'm part yeah. of something really really incredible. Where was yours? Did you meet a group of people? Yeah I did so for me um, I, I I finished regular school and I went on to like sixth form at a completely different place and I went from a school where there was absolutely not a single out LGBT plus person Yeah, and then I suddenly went to this new school and I took music there, And there was eight of us in my music Great. class. Music, we were all the music class is the place to go, is we Hi, boys. We were all gay, every last one of us. And suddenly I was like, oh, wow, like there are other people and they, they all knew each other. They were all friends and they were all extremely gay. You're so lucky. I was lucky to get that at 16 because some people, you know, they don't get that into their 20s, 30s, even later in life. I ran
1: away to New York when I was 17 and met a rather fun gang of people and that was and also I think because it wasn't London I grew up in central London and I think going somewhere completely different made me feel like I could be completely different and be who I really wanted to be that's quite a leap at at 17 to run the way to New York yeah I was a bit I was a bit
0: wild yeah no I I like I love that though but it was fun yeah and plus the accent really helped me but I I, I also understood maybe I I, maybe I have this wrong um, that you didn't come out until later in life so I'd always been out to all my friends yes um and,
1: you know, if you meet me, you, I can't really hide it. It's, uh, it's pretty obvious. But with <laughs> my family and in the modeling industry, I wasn't. And especially in my career, it's weird because you think of, of the fashion industry as a, a super gay industry. And it is in many ways. But it, it also, now it's changed. It's, a, it's In the last few years, really quickly, it's really accepted uh, kind of gender diversity and non-binary. And, yeah. But then it wasn't so much like that and I've got a beard and the kind of clothes that I was selling and the kinds of brands I was working with wanted a very particular type of masculinity. They wanted quite like a heteronormative vibe. Mm. And because I looked like that anyway, I needed to kind of, I was encouraged basically by my agency to not talk about being gay, to, you know slightly um police my physicality and how i talk and stuff on shoot so i'd go in and sound like a complete creep and be like hey yeah yeah." and 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 that was horrible because it was like you kind of come to terms with yourself and then you have to go back in the closet again so that was a bit of a head fuck yeah um but now weirdly like when i came out and I, i did an interview with the guardian when we launched the queer bible and i came out and I was told, you know, you're gonna lose some clients, you're gonna lose some contracts, which is mad to think that that it still is, happens. Yeah. Um, but the first campaign I booked after I came out was a Levi's Pride campaign. Oh, well, so I was okay. the face of Levi's because I was gay. Yes. So instead of losing jobs, which was my fear, and maybe, you know, I, I should have come out earlier, and I, I think about that a lot that I didn't. But now I am out, I'm really grateful um, that I get to represent our community.
0: I, had, I actually had no idea that this was something that existed in the, in the modelling world. Because I, I've heard of it happening in you know, the world of sport, the world of music, where yeah. people are encouraged to you know, keep it quiet and not tell anybody. But I didn't know that went beyond into modelling. And I'm sure it goes, again, further into yeah, other
1: it, industries I think it, out there.
0: It, the, I mean, the, the acting industry is a big one. I remember mm. I, I trained as an actor years ago, and I'd go
1: and meet agents. And they I'm, I'll never forget one agent sat down and said, look, you've got two options for careers. You can be the leading man, and you can be in the closet or you can be gay and you'll be a character actor and play the best friend mm. and that, that was just so depressing to hear and these are supposed to be the enlightened artistic industries um, and I, I've, got, I've got some gay friends that are actors and some of, them are, some, are, some of them are out and some of them are in the closet and it's, it's interesting seeing their journeys I think things are changing really quickly yeah. it does make me really really proud we've got some amazing people that are are really at the forefront of, of changing things. And we've got brilliant TV shows like Pose and stuff that yeah, are much more representative and inclusive. So things are changing, um, but also I don't judge other people. Like, we're all on our journeys. Like, you need to do what's right for you at the time that's right for you as well. You know, if, if someone doesn't feel safe to come out for whatever reason,
0: yeah, I absolutely never think that it's the the individual's fault. I think we see a lot of unfair criticism th- thrown at people who stay in the closet for whatever reason. That's yeah. that person's choice exactly. and they don't owe coming out to anyone not a single soul do they owe that to but my issue is with the industry as a whole and yeah. how it's creating an environment where that is the case but it's also lovely to hear you know that you did publicly I know, come and out it's, and, it's, and it's and it's
1: so positive and I've, I've been loving it and and now i you know i've worked for a really long time in the fashion industry and now i'm really excited about this kind of next phase of my career which is kind of sharing queer stories and queer history
0: yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Jack We're going to be playing some games very shortly Good, that's as heavy um, as I'm going to get, by the way That all felt very We've like, done the heavy bit Yeah, I like the uh, Let's have a little bit of music This is number one fan, Moona
1: So I heard the bad news Nobody likes me And I'm going
0: to die alone in my bedroom Are you ready for a game, Jack? Yes Good, good answer. Um, at the beginning of the show, you mentioned uh, LGBT plus history. Oh, no. Um, so no. I thought we'd bring back one of our absolute favourite games. This is Queers Throughout the Years. Love it. Um, and in this game, in front of me, I have five facts. And together, we're going to have to decipher which ones of these are true and which ones of these have been entirely fabricated. The terror in your eyes. I know, I'm scared. Jack. Don't <laughs> test me. Don't test me. <laughs> There's always, always a test at here. At least they're not five facts about me. that, that's that I'd the- be running out of the room <laughs> If that was true I'd like shit My career's over yeah, no. Oh yeah some of them are about you oh, No they're, they're not I'm joking um, <laughs> shall, we, shall we just dive right in yeah, And do let's this jump in Alright okay Our first fact or not fact Is Same sex marriage Was only legalised In Northern Ireland In the last week But Northern Ireland Was actually the first place In the UK To hold civil Partnership ceremonies That's true Is it yeah. Can you walk me through Why it's true Because that's confused me a bit I can't I'd love to say <laughs> I definitely know that they legalized gay
1: marriage, but I remember reading in an article that they did have civil partnerships first, and I think because the, they have a they're devolved basically in many ways, so I think that's why, but that does shock right, me as well because yeah. it's taken them long enough
0: uh, yeah, i guess I guess that makes sense, and I'm sure you're absolutely. I'm sure you're absolutely right. I said I?
1: it quite confidently,
0: and I and I just believed you. There you go. That was the it's kind true. of confidence you said it with. So when did we get civil partnerships here? I know it was 2017. It was
1: when Elton John, Elton John got married, didn't he? He was the first one. Yes. And then I loved it. They got married in a really amazing posh registry office. But in all the press photos, <laughs> there's a McDonald's in the background. <laughs> the beautiful, hotel, which I
0: beautiful. Um, okay, I, I'm going to agree with you on this. Um, I'm going to say this one is true, and the answer is. It is indeed true um, The Civil Partnership Act was first voted in By the House of Commons in 2004 However, confusion regarding the interpretation of the Act Led to registrations being accepted From the 19th of December This is a lot of dates Yeah, boring, uh, di- boring. So, wait a minute. so it was a fuck up, basically It was a fuck up <laughs> Yeah, I think so It was a, it was a mistake And this, I, I know that there's been a few times I love that Where there's been little loopholes Where laws and things have been changed And the consequence of that Has meant other things have changed as well and many times. God, all those right-wing religious people must have been livid. <laughs> really pissed off about that, yeah. Um, I think as well, which I failed to say, these are all Irish-based, even though you're not Irish, but your surname I'm, is... I've got Irish blood in You've got, Irish got, uh, you've got in enough me. Irish in you. I'm like you. a quarter Irish. If you were American, you'd be telling everyone oh my God, how Irish yeah, you I'd be a nightmare. <laughs> I'd be wearing all green every day, <laughs> be awful. <laughs> Alright, our second one is Irish-born painter Francis Bacon was kicked out of his family home aged 15 after attending a fancy dress party dressed as a 1920s flapper with an Eton crop, beaded dress, lipstick, high heels, and a long cigarette holder. What's a 1920s flapper? That doesn't... So a flapper is one of those, like, girls, like, a kind of a, like a, I feel a like good a, time girl.
1: Imagine, like, yeah. kind of a short skirt with beads doing the Charleston. And one of those fun
0: hat things. No,
1: does, does, not, not so much the hats. They had, like, short hair. Oh, okay. And they were all, um kind of come on
0: Johnny let's go dancing sure like all that kind of stuff okay okay. Yeah, I feel like I have a visualisation um, so uh, yeah oh, we've got a picture of a flapper oh, up that's a fla- no that's what I meant no, by the no, hat yeah, that's but, the hat I no,
1: meant what, the, we've had a <laughs> f- picture flash up and it's not an actual flapper it's like uh, an Essex girl going to a Halloween party in a flapper costume. This
0: is like where you, you want a flapper costume and yeah. you get the cheapest one you can. You yeah. get this one for 14 a little, little hairband from Claire's Accessories. <laughs> Shove a feather in it. Bingo. Come on, Kath, let's go. <laughs> um, so the the, the Irish it's one. True. Ha- it's true. It's true. So Francis did- Bacon
1: was a real... Uh, he was. We've got an original real flapper popped up now. That's what a real one looks right, like. Right. Okay. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, Francis Bacon was a wild, wild, wild man. Yeah. So I believe that. I'd, I love that
0: you 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 know, you know that you, you know your stuff. I'm really I, impressed. Well, no, I just I'm just pretending. <laughs> Well, you're pretending very well. We are saying that this one is absolutely true. (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, no, Jack. It's false. Oh, this has not played out well But he was kicked
1: out later that year following an incident in which his father found him admiring himself in front of a large mirror draped in his mother's underwear. We've all been there, Francis.
0: Wow. Wow. Well. Okay. Well, we've got... So he was wild,
1: but he wore his mum's
0: pants that's pretty out there it's like you should get like a part of a point I feel thanks (laughs) 1.5 points alright next one the first Irish LGBTQ plus protest march took place in Dublin in March 1983 it was organised by the Dublin Lesbian and Gay Collective in response to the release of the murderers of a gay man called Declan Flynn Uh, yeah
1: uh, <laughs> I'm going to say. I'm going to say it, true.
0: There's a lot of information there, and I feel like it would be weird to make that up and a bit more. But, but those are the best lies. The best That's lies true. are when
1: you give lots of information. That's very very true. Um,
0: yes, that that sounds like um, that sounds like it's true. Yeah, I, I and I know that you know. Uh, Historically, around the world, there have been pride marches happening for decades before it's been legalized. So, yeah, it would make it's way sense. post Stonewall. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we are absolutely saying that this one is also true. Oh. False, damn. This was the first large scale march. Um, but LGBT plus protests date back to the 1970s, yeah. So, there was protests happening way Who before. Who makes then. up a murder? Who made that one? Up? No, I that like th- I, no, I feel like no, I feel like that the murder still happened, right. I think that oh, okay. definitely did still happen. Right, okay. It just wasn't the first protest. I was going to say, quite, quite a <laughs> sick would be, lie. It be very dark. Freaks. <laughs> All right. Um, Irish TV presenter Graham Norton once broke the world record for the most questions asked on a TV chat show. Yeah, I'd believe yeah. that. Yeah, that sounds like something Graham would do. Yeah. Yeah, good old Graham. Uh, yeah, we are saying that this one is... I once went for dinner with Graham Norton. Did you?
1: Yeah, and um, it was the funniest evening of my life. And I nearly died because he made me laugh so much. Wow. And you know when someone's really funny and then you, like, up your game?
0: It was like, I was the funniest I'd ever been for, like, one hour. I love that for yeah. you because that, I enjoyed it. That does not happen to me. If I was in a room with Graham Norton, I would become the most unfunny no, I've ever been. No, do you know been.
1: what? You wouldn't because he's so great. <laughs> it just it makes, makes you makes seem you. funny. He, like, shines his light on you. And the funniest thing, I was wearing high-waisting trousers and a tight T-shirt, obviously, um, and when I got up to go to the bathroom, he was sipping his drink and he went to spit it out and he went, Jesus Christ, where are your organs? Wow. Cause, cause yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was
0: so tight. <laughs> it was hilarious. And, and, and how does one just casually have a, a it's dinner a long, with it's a long story? It's a long story, okay. It's a long story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and the, uh, what was the question again? Uh, did he break the world record? Uh, he did indeed. It was broken in 2013 on Comic Relief. Well done, Graham. And he raised over £1 million for charity. Nailed it. Amazing. All right, our last one is one of drag queen and gay rights activist Pandora Panty Bliss's first television roles was as Sean the Transvestite Farmer. That sounds Um, very Irish. That does sound very... I love Panty Bliss.
1: Have you seen the speech that she made? Um... For, I think it was for marriage equality yes, in Ireland. It's one Absolutely. Of go- Incredible. It's Google in like that, a, guys. Panty Bliss. It's, it's mind in like a blowing. big theatre, isn't it? Yeah. That? It's uh, the big Irish theatre in Dublin. She's
0: absolutely stunning. I, I had the pleasure of working with her on an HIV campaign as well What's recently. She like? An absolute trick. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, but also so wonderfully kind to every single person she talks to she she's one of those people who makes you feel like the most important person in the room when she speaks to you oh that's good Um, so yeah what an icon and a legend yeah let's say true and i think true that sounds like such an irish irish sitcom thing as well yes yeah absolutely we are saying that this is very much true yeah it is indeed she what that is what she did um (laughs) okay shall we do some more music yes yes all right let's do a little bit of rain ben platt So Jack, we are in, we're in a new decade. Wow. It's very exciting. It is. Um, I thought we'd do a little thing where we talk about um our favourite LGBT plus movies and artists and, and albums and things like that it's from the past decade. It's good to take stock, isn't it? It is. And I feel like it, you even mentioned this um pre- previously. I think we've had such an amazing decade for, like, LGBT plus representation. I feel like suddenly we're, we've, you know, LGBT plus artists and actors. There's been a queer explosion. There's been a queer explosion. We still need more, but it's a very good start keep it coming um so were there, were there any um movies or anything that stood out to you particularly
1: well oh, oh you're gonna take the piss out of me yeah so, maybe so, so <laughs> but
0: call me by your
1: name yes i'm sorry everyone <laughs> but it was brilliant just in its representation of like teenage love because absolutely often we get like queer people get cheated out of that because yes. there's no one to love maybe it's uh, unrequited So seeing that represented on screen in such a beautiful way, I I found that lovely. And also the dad's speech that he gives is like, that's the speech every gay kid wants to hear from their parent and we never get it. So
0: I found that lovely. I loved that. Me too. And I think uh, what I really loved about that movie was the fact that it wasn't, It wasn't too rigid on, like, the identities of the characters, for instance. There was no, like, oh, this person is gay, this person is bisexual. Yeah, it was just love. It it was just love, and it was very... And sex. And sex. And shagging a peach. Exactly. Oh, the peach. We all tweeted a peach emoji after we saw that movie. Don't <laughs> deny. We, we I all sent a few. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Callum. I do. I do. I think we all enjoy the it's peach my. It's my most used emoji. <laughs> That's because you're a gay man. There it's you the, go. <laughs> it's the same for all of us. Um, one that really stood out to me, and I feel like maybe it didn't get that much attention, was Carol. Great. Um, and there was one specific moment in that movie in that movie that really, really stuck with me. And it's when the young lesbian woman is trying to figure out her identity and she's talking to her, her partner who is a, a, a man at the time mm-hmm. and trying to explain the feeling of having same-sex attraction without having the language. She doesn't have the wow. word lesbian. Yeah. And she's trying to explain it to him, and he's just not getting it. And I thought that was incredibly powerful, because there was a time before we had... We have so many ways to kind of describe our identities mm. and talk about our identities now. And, and words are so powerful and important. And it, it must have been really hard and scary there's before a lot of, we had that. There's a lot of stuff on the Queer Bible
1: when we're researching people from, like, some of them from, like, thousands of years ago. And the concept of a gay person is quite as we understand it is quite a modern concept so it's quite hard researching some people because you'd be like oh yeah they they definitely had same sex relationships but they wouldn't identify quite as we would now yeah and i think it's it's very powerful now to have the language c- to describe who you are accurately and i feel like that with with pronouns as well
0: for our community yeah, as well yeah absolutely like
1: when people feel that, that Language can adequately describe
0: them That's quite empowering It makes you feel more like you And the the singular use of they Yeah It um, was the word of the decade I know, that was brilliant Which I thought was a, What a lovely nod to What what a lovely way to say You know, we accept non-binary people Yeah, to, this is to, important to that We and, see you Yeah, and and to make it legitimate as well Because I feel like people still are, are seeing this as like a
1: I think a lot of people don't understand it And they don't understand the importance of it yeah. Like, I, I'm constantly like learning from my community and asking questions and like I I think especially with pronouns I've really noticed that if you show that you care and you're trying to get it right like everyone messes up but I've noticed with my friends that if I ask them questions and ask them to explain they're more than happy to. And I think often they're just really happy that you're making an effort to get it. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't be scared of stuff like that. Just ask. Like I don't know loads of stuff and I'm always asking questions. And, I'm, and I often look stupid and I don't
0: mind that either. Well, I feel like, again, that's all about like, what the Queer Bible is about, you know? It's about yeah. learning together. It and, is. And, and learning <laughs> together. Well,
1: it's not fucking Sesame Street.
0: <laughs> um, do you have any other yeah, movies, Yeah,
1: um, Moonlight was amazing. Moonlight, yeah, Seeing absolutely. Black Gay Love. We don't see enough of that on, on screen. And even though it's a TV show, I think Pose. I, I remember watching that and being like, I don't see this represented. This is like, this is, this doesn't get shown in mainstream films or TV or anywhere. So I found that really em- empowering as well. And and I think for young black people to see themselves represented uh is so important so i love that and, I, and it's just an incredible movie i mean regardless of what
0: even it's about it's just so beautifully made it's, 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 stunning, it's stunning to watch yeah and i also love that you know it was so critically acclaimed as well because i think often things like that just aren't they're yeah. overlooked and yeah. it, this really wasn't you know i won a whole bunch of oscars it's it did exceptionally well which is really amazing to did see. you watch Tangerine? I, I don't think I've heard of that what is it's that it's
1: brilliant it's all made on an iPhone oh, okay it's really funny it's about trans sex workers it's yeah. heartbreaking and brilliant and it's like a really cool indie film and it's just very funny and brilliantly acted Tangerine
0: is my overlooked gem that sounds amazing I will definitely there you go definitely, definitely be with looking me, that kid. up stick with me <laughs> yeah. um, and what about music I think for me, and again, I feel like this is such a, a basic, obvious answer to go for. Years and years. Um, in their first album, Communion, I just think they, th- they did something really special. And I think something really needed for the queer community and in terms of representation. I mean, it's funny you, ma- you mentioned them and you used the word queer because I feel like that
1: they are that's a queer artist usually is yes. a queer like there's something about the visuals are so important the costumes are so important the dances are so important and and i've noticed especially with like younger kids that 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 really speaks to them and yeah it's just fun
0: there's some bangers bangers on the album and what i also really love and i and i don't think this is talked about at enough at all is that i feel like it's a beautiful example of allyship because mikey and emre the other two members yes, of the band are right. straight men yeah. who have quite willingly and happily taken the back seat let yes. ollie take the, the the limelight as the front man and you know make it and this explosion of queerness and he can like and they're, just cool, and they're just cool hot with pants, it. Yeah. And they're so cool with it. And he must come in and be like, right, guys, you're putting these outfits on. And they're like, oh, <laughs> Ollie, not a get all right. Hot pants, gun. Hot pants, get fine. Them on. Spray me with glitter, whatever you like. Yeah, they're good pals. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, really, really love. Are there any other artists for you that stood out?
1: Well, I think just like the the fact that there's so many to pick from now. Yeah. And that's, that's the amazing thing. We keep talking about that, that things seem like they're shifting and really quickly i think mickey blanco to me is someone that is amazing yeah um and they have been so open and raw and honest about their transition about their their hiv and open about it and and speak really beautifully and powerfully and eloquently about that um and and plus i just love their music mickey blanco's music is Dark and sexy and brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a slightly different from years and years. I wouldn't put that on the
0: car, in the car with my mum. Uh, yes. She'd sure. crash. <laughs> but again, I think that is so important in terms of representation to, you know, different voices. You know, you mentioned HIV there. That's yeah. something so important and powerful to put into your And music to destigmatize. And to, yeah, absolutely. And
1: also, I always look, like I was talking before about me not coming out um, as early as I wanted to in my career. And I look at people like Mickey and the fact that they are the first like the first openly gay black rapper at that level the first trans rapper from that community and the first out hiv um person and performer and i look at people like that and i'm just like you are so fucking brave like i'm so inspired by you and that kind of energy is just that's what the queer community is is famous for like for like being at the forefront of change and being at the front of the kind of
0: barricades and I look at people like that and I'm just like wow, you're my, my hero, my queen Yeah, absolutely I feel, I feel like I, I, I wish I'd had the foresight to, to actually <laughs> have one of the artists we just met Yeah, you completely messed up That was a ready. massively missed opportunity uh, so, there so, well, so, I mean, I could just say I love Hailey Keo- Haley Hailey can't even say her name Hailey Keogh You don't even know her name <laughs> uh, But she does have some new music So let's listen to that That is She Foo Bar Radio presents
1: Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club. We're joined in the studio now by Morgan McLean. Mm. So, how did
0: you get involved with Sunday Brunch? We were up for a Time Out Award for Best Shop in Muzzle Hill. Won the award, and I was over the moon drinking the free champagne like no one's business. Sure. I go up to the stage, I'm crying so much. I'm so drunk, like, so <laughs> drunk. Yeah. Like, did you swear? Did yes, we swear on television. Like, I was so nervous. Yeah. I got through the segment, and yeah. Tim went like that on my arm. On my arm was like, sorry about the swearing, and I was like, shit, did I fucking swear? Did I
1: fucking swear? <laughs> <laughs> Nick and Nat's fan club, every Friday from
0: 12pm. Two Bar Radio. It's time for my favourite part of the show. This yeah. is Sex Confessions. Are these all yours? Uh, the, yeah, these are all my confessions. No, they're not. These are from uh, very lovely listeners who have sent these in. Um, but we've taken away their names <gasps> and any identifying features so that we can't God, expose. are so rude. <laughs> I just looked at them. I'm much more prudish than I thought I was. Are you blushing? Is I, that, I'm a little is bit. A little bit of flesh in the cheeks I'm not reading there. the first one. Uh, I'll read them. I'm, I'll read the first one. Okay, um, so our first one is... I get turned on like the flick of a switch when I'm hungover, but I'm just so drained from the sesh that I can't be bothered to ride that dick. <laughs> wow, graphic! Uh, what are your tips to overcome a hangover? Uh, wait, th- I feel like these this this think- question at the end is is d- not attached to. I'm very confused, but <laughs> uh, so I think what they're saying is that they the will is there. The, the, the,
1: the, the mind is willing but the flesh is weak
0: Yeah. that's the vibe
1: so I think well, we're, we're, we're being asked by you know someone that's very at home with their own uh, needs and sexuality which is great um they want some tips on how they can get themselves back in tip-top shape so they can ride that. dick
0: Ah, yes, you okay. get it? yes, I get Snuffly it. I'm, 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 in on many ways. I'm on board now. I
1: think "ride that dick" is a quote from Shakespeare as well. I think it's in. I think, you did I think say it's that. Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. lovely. I
0: think uh, it's actually one that recurs throughout a lot of Shakespeare's work. Well, words,
1: it's, a, it's a great catchphrase. It's a great line. It <laughs> yeah. reads, it scans beautifully. <laughs> yeah. I think it was "Rider that dick."
0: <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous
1: yeah, stuff. Thanks, guys. You've got there. a lot of classy, classy listeners. Oh, we do. Yeah, So, my tips for hangar. Um, I drink very responsibly ah. um, because I have to go to so many events. So yes. that's one thing uh, I don't often get hangover. But if I feel a bit tired, I think the go-to is a can of Coke. Okay, settles the stomach. Yeah, I once heard that it has so much sugar in it. That they have to put a chemical in it to make you not gag it back up. Right. So that same chemical is very useful <laughs> yeah. on a hangover. And then McCoy's salt and vinegar crisps. Something about that crunch just seems to get me back in the mood. Okay. Uh, and then a pot noodle. And if you have a beef and tomato pot noodle, you'll be right as rain and ready to ride that dick.
0: I I I'm I'm a fan of a McDonald's breakfast.
1: Oh, I'm um, never up. You're up and in oh, time yeah, to you get McDonald's breakfast. No, yeah,
0: but you can deliver it now. You don't yeah. have to leave the house. I
1: wasn't even thinking about leaving the house. I'm just not awake. <laughs> you're, you're such true, a creep. De- <laughs> you get up at like nine in the morning on a hangover.
0: I do, I do. I I, I naturally wake at that time. Oh, I don't set an alarm. You're it just, so annoying. It just you're happens. like one of these
1: peppy, happy people, aren't you?
0: <laughs> a, a little, a little bit. No,
1: yeah. I I'm I'm roll out of bed about six o'clock, onto the okay. couch, and then maybe yeah, me and my housemate, we. <laughs> Get shamed by our delivery driver because we'll we'll order so much McDonald's for two people that often we'll shout back and go, guys, got the McDonald's.
0: <laughs> Becky, I got your McFlurry.
1: And it's only two just, of you there. Just two of us, and we're both sat on the couch crying. Beautiful.
0: Um, okay, shall I read the next one, or would you like to read? I can Doug? read this one. Yeah.
1: Okay, this one's for you. I went on a grind date last week, and the guy loved to roar like a lion
0: when he came. Made him war three times. Well, congratulations on, on, on making More that happen. Like, a lion. like an actual lion. Because I find that hard to believe. How do they. Yeah, like I, don't, do I, do just, I don't possess the vocal cords to make that kind of.
1: To voice. me, that's a bit of a. I just don't want any thought of an animal in the bedroom. <laughs> you know? I don't want any kind of <laughs> nods to cats or dogs or anything. I just.
0: You want a pure human I want experience. experience. I want a
1: human experience. That's yeah. what I want. So, yeah, um, that, that's not even really a confession, is it? That's, it's not a question. What is I, that?
0: <laughs> Just
1: weird, isn't it? I'm not judging you.
0: I, I, I want to hear
1: the roar, if I'm what, honest. What I'm interested in is, is is now he going to... Because you know how you, you, you know catch something off, not catch something off someone, but like, pick up something. Do you sure. think maybe, <laughs> oh, like, like, do you think now he's going to roar like a lion and it's going to be his thing?
0: Yes, I definitely, because that is a thing, I feel like I accidentally like collect fetishes sometimes. Do you? Well, because I'll meet somebody and they'll be like, oh, I'm into this thing and I'm like, I've never heard of that before, no, sure. sure, let's do it. And the next minute, I'm like, can't get enough of it. I'm like, okay, we have to do this every time now. Right. Passing it on to other people, then passing it around.
1: But then is there that danger that we all just get so weird and like, as the years <laughs> go on, like, we're just like these insane freaks, Roaring like dressed like up like lions. a lion, swinging from the ceiling, <laughs> pouring a pot noodle over yourself and cracking about like a fucking penguin. It's like, come on, guys, let's just... Let's just take it back a bit.
0: <laughs> Let's just go back to, to, to the roots. I don't know. I think swinging from the ceiling dressed as a lion with a pot noodle sounds great. Do you know what? That sounds more like fun to me than sex. Than sex. Yeah, that sounds like a hobby. But I think, sometime, I think sometimes you can have like really sexy sex where it's like really sexually driven. And right. then other times you can have that more like, I, I think this tends to come in relationships. Bit of so a It's laugh. a bit more playful. It's yeah. a bit funny. Like laughing at each other. Not like at each other. That's, <laughs> that's getting back into your weird <laughs> fetishes that's there, mean. isn't it? That's is just mean. Give me um, another one. (laughs) Let's move on. In a recent sex ed class at school, our teacher was telling us about genitals. Lovely word. And it was split as male and female, but I'm non-binary, but they're not out. And when I asked if we could cover it, it got shut down. It hurt. Yeah, I, I mean, that's unbelievably this frustrating. This makes me angry. T- tell us more about your anger. So,
1: one, I don't like that the student had to initiate it yes. and ask. We shouldn't have to ask for stuff like this, especially if you're not out and you're struggling and you're trying to work out who you are. It's not the student's responsibility to ask the teacher. This makes me so mad yeah. to ask the teacher to explain stuff to them. This stuff should be in the syllabus and it should be packaged in a really caring safe way and explained so people don't have to i think this young person is so brave for even piping up and asking like good for you don't don't let that shut down damage you like you're in the right the internet is incredible go online and you can find out there are loads of amazing resources there places like stonewall are brilliant and they Mm -hmm. actually train people to go into schools and do talks like this so yeah to the student i love you lots keep on work out who you are and I kind of just want to beat up the teacher.
0: I mean, beating them up is a bit... <laughs> I went there. Yeah. I went there. <laughs> what I will say, though, is I feel like we do have this enormous overhang from Section 28. Yes. Because that was still a thing when we So Section we 28 was that
1: you weren't allowed to say that homosexual... Talk about homosexuality in any kind of positive terms. So it just yeah. didn't get mentioned at all. So that's what we had at school.
0: Yes. And I think the issue is that there are still teachers who were teaching then who are teaching now, who even though they know that they're able to, they were kind of stuck in this place for a long time where they weren't allowed to. And it's... It, it's diff- i'm not saying that it, it excuses them not doing it but i understand why it might be difficult well, i
1: heard from teachers that uh, even gay teachers um that really wanted to talk about it and got so scared basically to mention it in any way because they didn't want to lose their jobs i think they just got conditioned to be yes, like that yes absolutely so yeah there's, so there's a there's a kind of um, systematic issue there isn't there really that and maybe this this teacher just sounds like a twat
0: yeah, and I really, not again, not that the. Um, I'm not condoning beating up teachers, by the way. No, that was a joke. It, it was, a joke. I just it was got made, a joke. It made me really angry. <laughs> um, and again, not that the responsibility should fall to the student, but I do just wonder is there another teacher or a head teacher or something that the student may be able to talk to yeah. and have it addressed? Because it, it needs to be addressed. And I'd
1: also maybe get in touch with Stonewall and see if they can come in and do a talk at your school. Because I've gone be on one of those and they are so amazing and they're brilliant at what they do. So they get are, in touch incredible. with Stonewall.
0: All right, okay. Would you like to read another one? Yeah, I'll do one more. Okay, you, you can choose from these two.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my first male gay relationship, and I don't know if there are any other sex positions that I can do with my boyfriend other than me being behind
0: him on top. Help, please. So behind him on top, do they just mean do- doggy? Or do they mean behind like... Behind him. Oh, I, I think maybe behind one of them him. lying flat and then one of them lying... I've got it. On top, I've got that? it. Callum's doing a lovely thing with his hands right now. I'm trying to demonstrate. That's this. weird. <laughs> Don't like it. Don't like it. Stop. Um, I th- there is a million I'm different sorry. sex positions. Is this
1: a caveman? Have you not gone <laughs> online? Like, th- if the internet has one thing, it's disgusting. A myriad of insane pornography yes. positions like i'm not i'm not going to waste my time explaining <laughs> sex positions to someone when why you even listen to
0: this show just go online stop listening to this radio show and just watch porn but they they may not want to watch porn but there uh, okay. are there, there, um, there I'm are diagrams sorry. there are books yeah. there is there is a lot of but, information on yeah this. i'm
1: sure there is a beautifully illustrated Book yeah. for young gay people.
0: And also, I think, like, some of the fun of it, like maybe you don't want an
1: instruction book on That's how to great. have sex. It's That's just a like. a great idea. Callum, you're so much nicer than I am. That's a great <laughs> idea. Explore together yeah. in uh, the safety of your relationship and have fun with it. Yeah. And also, I think sometimes your bodies just kind of know what they want to do. That's true. I yeah. mean, your body wants to do crazy things by like the sound <laughs> of it from all your fetishes. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, just play around with each other. That's a much nicer.
0: Thing to say follow, follow sorry for shouting at you and telling you to go look at porn I'm just <laughs> such an asshole! go and watch porn right now it's, it's interesting advice is what I'll say thanks guys um, I think we have time for one last one um, I love dating rich boys but most of them have real fur coats I'm making it my mission to educate them after we fuck. But where where are you meeting all these rich boys in fur coats? Okay, what I love, there's so many things about this question. One is, I love dating
1: rich boys. Like, that's mad in itself. Like, come on. Like, why just pick rich boys? That's, that's really... Full on. And then the idea that they were wearing fur coats. <laughs> All of
0: them. Brilliant. <laughs> it's absurd. I love, I love that. And then
1: also I love that you only educate them
0: after you have sex. Which yeah. Because you don't want to piss them off before. You don't want them to leave. And then you bring it up. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I think it, I think, I think it's perfect. Um, I want to know where this person spends their time. Oh, I want to hang
1: out with this person. They sound fabulous. They sound absolutely incredible. I, uh, but also real fur coats, really, nowadays? Who does uh, that?
0: Yeah, I find that odd. And also, like, not even for, like, an ethical reason. I just think they're, n- they're not very... Nice. Oh, you don't Don't care about the
1: ethics. (laughs) I don't like the feel of them. Well, I do care about the ethics.
0: Care about the ethics in addition
1: (laughs) to... You know what you could do? There's a great brand called shrimps that make the most beautiful... I can't take my fashion hat off, can I? <laughs> but make the most beautiful fake fur coats. Um, so maybe after you copulate with them and then explain to them, you could send them in the direction of shrimps.
0: Yeah, give them give give them, give them options.
1: options. Yeah. Yeah, because if they like the feel of, of the fur and their rich bodies <laughs> their rich, slaggy bodies <laughs> Then maybe just replace it with a fake fur.
0: Yeah, I think God, I'm good, <laughs> aren't I? <laughs> this is brilliant, hey, Jack. Why well, don't
1: have my own brilliant. agony Jack. on show.
0: Um, I think that is also my. We've had some interesting confessions over the years, but I think this one might like just one? be my favourite. Yeah, it I is, think it's you, Callum. Be- yes, yeah, this yeah. has got you written love All fucking over it. rich boys in fur coats. <laughs> oh, that, I'll fetish. go and get my fur, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack. This brings us to the end of the show, um, but I wanted to talk about your book that's yes. coming out.
1: We are doing a queer Bible book, so I'm asking some of my heroes to write essays about their heroes. And it's coming out in 2021, which is quite a long time. (laughs) Um, But it's going to be brilliant. And I've been, uh, like, talking to a lot of people that I've grown up, like loving and i can't quite believe that some of them are involved so i can't say who they are but it's really exciting we're going to make sure it's really diverse um, and talks to all different parts of our community and um yeah so that's coming the queer bible book is coming in 2021
0: that's really really exciting and if people want to like know more about this or follow the journey yeah follow follow at queer bible on instagram um
1: and on twitter um follow me as well just for a laugh i take really moody pictures at Jack Guinness. And then do go on the Queer Bible website itself because
0: I'm very, very proud of that. And that's www.queerbible.com. Amazing. Everybody should absolutely do that. Before I let you leave, though, I have one last question. And that is you are supposedly the coolest man oh, God. in Britain. Can you... Can, yeah. I mean, I think you're pretty cool. No,
1: I... Yeah, well, I did an <laughs> yeah. interview with... with GQ and that's that's how they on the cover they wrote is Jack Guinness really the coolest man in Britain so Ah. they didn't obviously answer the question the answer is obviously no he's a loser Um, but all my friends um, they're pretty mean to me anyway like I I can't really get away with anything because a lot of the things I do are really teasable yes I'm quite okay sure sure. I set myself up a lot by being a twat Um, so yeah I didn't I didn't hear the end of that at all from any of my friends.
0: So I'm not the coolest man of <laughs> in the answer to your question. I think you're up there, though. I'm near all the top. right. Um, and you also recently became contributing editor for GQ. Yes. Enormously exciting. It Congratulations.
1: Thank you very much. And I'm really proud to be uh, representing our community in uh, such
0: a kind of important magazine, uh, mainstream magazine. Amazing. Um, and also, I have some personal news that I need to share with our lovely listeners. And that is that this is actually going to be my last final show at FUBAR. Um, it's been absolutely incredible I've had a wonderful time so many incredible guests we've done so many fun things here so thank you all so much for listening and also thank you to Abby my producer and all of our amazing team here it has been amazing um, I'm going to play us out with one final song um, but I'm going to say thank you again to you Jack and can amazing. I
1: just say congratulations for doing this show and it's so important that there are shows like this and yeah, it's very inspiring. So on behalf of all the listeners and the community, thank you very, very much. And uh, good luck with your next steps.
0: Oh, thank you, Jack. My that pleasure. was lovely. Um, for my final, final song, I'm going to play a little bit of Heaven by Troy Sivan. See you later. The truth turns wild like a tear down a You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.